And I am Aware Now. Aware Now, the official platform for causes. Tune in and turn it up as we raise awareness one story at a time for the causes that tie us all together. In the short film, Give It To Me, a dark subject is given a comedic spin. The film shows the reality of trauma and the lengths we will go to finally feel peace in a body that doesn't quite feel like ours anymore. As the writer and lead actor of Give It To Me, Olivia Cade is hoping to help sexual trauma survivors heal with a film that boldly and bravely explores the issue in a different way. For those who are unaware of your upcoming film, Give It To Me, written and starring the one and the only Olivia Cade. Please share a quick summary of the story that we'll be talking about today. Amazing. Um, yes, so Give It To Me is a comedic, dark, short film. Um, we're shooting July 23rd and 24th, so it's coming up pretty fast. Um, and the story is about a woman who hires a sex worker, Lucy, to recreate the traumatic event in hopes of finally processing um, that event fully. Um, yeah, that's a, a quick summary. I mean, there's so much in there to unpack, uh -huh. but uh -huh. um, it's a story of trauma, reclaiming your body after your agency has been taken away from you, mm. um, the positivity and transcendence of female pleasure and queer sex, um, and also just a, a nice little way to encapsulate the way that trauma can completely change our relationship to our body and how to come back after something mm. like that happens. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I, what I love is that this is a short film, but this is a big subject. So, yes. you know, and when it comes down to, I mean, often when we see depictions of trauma in the media, mm -hmm. focus is on seeing the incident unfold in real time in the immediate effects, right? The experience mm -hmm. uh, of, the, of the victim. And rarely do we see into the future, rarely do we see years after that trauma has happened. Yeah. So yeah. for you, Olivia, why was it so important to have this film, a film about life after trauma? Well, I feel like it's very similar to a lot of people's process with grief. So when somebody passes away, a lot of people, a lot of your community comes and surrounds you with love and holds you immediately after the event. And But we don't really talk about the year after or the years after and the effects that it still has on people because I find that the general consensus is you've had enough time, it's time to move on, It's it happened, it's done. Um, we were there for you that first month, first two months, maybe six months, but you know, now it's time to move on and carry on with our lives. And for victims of trauma, that's just not how it works. Um, trauma, especially bodily trauma, any kind of violation, that follows us forever. It follows us in many different ways. And I feel like the purpose of Give It To Me is kind of to show, hey, it's not about getting over anything, okay? That lives in you, trauma is with you. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, that just is what it is. It lives with you, it is a part of you, and that's very hard for a lot of victims of trauma to accept. Mm -hmm. And then once you accept and like own your trauma and understand that it wasn't your fault, that this was a horrible event and you are changed, unfortunately, but 
you can still feel joy. You can still go through life. You can still discover things in this new body that has been changed by trauma. And I feel like we don't see a lot of that part of it. Yeah, a year after it's uh, the shame of not being able to get over it as quickly as the people around you either expect or assume that you will. Um, and you feel like a burden. You're like, I just can't stop talking about this. Like it still affects my daily life. But I mean, the people around me have already heard about it so much, but I, I, it's mine and I live with it and I can't stop thinking about it. And it's a very, very lonely experience for trauma survivors mm. because it's that it should have timed out by then, but it, it doesn't work that way. And I think that's why Max um, reaches out to essentially a stranger um, because you know, she can't burden a stranger. There's no um, contract between a stranger. There's no, um, she doesn't feel responsible for this stranger. Whereas with friends and family, it's it's like, well, I don't want this person's perception of me that they have already to be affected by what has happened to me. Um, and so this is basically Max's I last chance she's like i can't do it anymore i mm -hmm. can't talk about this anymore it's it's it, it i've said all that i can say people have been there for me but I, it's still not going away so i need i need somebody to help me here and yeah. you know unfortunately for max she doesn't feel like any of the people in her circle are the ones that she can still talk to about this so she reaches out to lucy um mm -hmm. to basically facilitate that that healing to facilitate that to just get it out. <laughs> right, right, right. Wow. And that's, that's really, really powerful. Um, you know, looking at why it's, and so it's so important. And I love the way you compared it to like when, like the loss of a loved one and how exactly. everyone is right there and then slowly people fade, but that pain does not. Exactly. And I, I find that with, with trauma, it's so similar to grief because you're losing and you're grieving the person you were before that event happened. Mm. And so that is a very, very difficult and very strange process that I don't think is talked about as uh, like uh, that I don't think is talked about a lot because mm -hmm. we see grief in the the forms that are more socially acceptable. So you lose a loved one. Of course, you're allowed to grieve for as long as you want. Like that is a universal experience that is traumatic for everybody. Um, but in this case, I mean, the way this country and society handles victims, it's okay let's get on let's get on with it okay yes it was horrible but let's let's speed this up a little bit we have to get back to being productive mm -hmm. and um that's just not the case there's a lot of grieving that comes with trauma there's a lot of acceptance that things have changed and there's a lot of kicking and screaming at that idea of being like right. no i don't want to let this event define who i am and it doesn't but it does change things and this i hope that this film allows people who have been traumatized or who have events that are traumatic and have changed them to accept themselves as they are now and say, I'm, I'm still me. I'm completely still me. I have all the same attributes. A some things are a little bit different. And like, I need, I need certain things to be different in order for me to feel safe and comfortable in my body. And that is totally okay. And it doesn't make you any less of a person than you were before that trauma happened. It just means that you have some wants and needs that are gonna be a little bit different and a little bit tailored to you. And you deserve to have those needs and wants tailored to you because your trauma does matter. Um, and I hope that people watch the film and say, yeah, my, my, I, 
it does matter and I am I am different but I accept that and I I get to feel joy and I get to feel pleasure and I get to find mm -hmm. happiness again in this new changed landscape of my body mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. yeah Wow, you say that and you define that with just so much, it's almost like poetry listening to you uh, <laughs> describe describe all of this in this process. And, you know, so when it comes to recovering from sexual trauma, there are, let's list them, there's therapists, programs, organizations to help with that healing. Um, but through your film, an alternative remedy is presented. So I'd love for you just to talk a bit more about Max, the main character that you play, who has suffered yes. from trauma, please share why and how she tries to heal with the aid of a sex worker. When we talked the other day, I was mind blown <laughs> as to her process that mm -hmm. she created for herself. Totally, totally. I feel like Max, I'm, everybody handles trauma differently and everybody um, seeks out help and resources differently. And I think all help and all resources should be utilized and um, to their fullest extent. But for some people, there comes a there comes a, a blockage. There comes a a time when it feels like you've done you've done the research, you've read the books, you've listened to the therapist, you've done the the cognitive behavioral therapy, the different modalities, and you and you're and you're still hitting this wall. Um, and I feel like for Max, she she's a very, very intelligent person. She's a very, very studious person. She she wants to understand why things are the way that they are. And she's very much in her head, which I think a lot of people can relate to. M me, myself, I can completely relate to where, you know, I've thought about this thing so many times and I understand it. So why isn't it going away? And um, I find that a lot of times um, with different therapeutic approaches, there isn't an emphasis on processing through the body, um, somatic techniques where you, you, you get out of your head a little bit and you feel it in your body and you heal your body, your nervous system after trauma. And I feel like Max has hit that point where she's like, I've journaled, I've written, I've I've baked bread now. I have that weird hobby. Um, I've, I've done the worksheets. I've done this. I've done this. I've done everything correct. And I'm still in pain and I still cannot get over this. Mm -hmm. And once again, like we said, there is shame in that where it's like, I, I'm a perfect student. I did it all. I did everything correctly. So it must be me. It must be me that is faulty, that is not wired correctly because all of the self-help books, all of the ther therapy that I've been to, I, I'm doing it. I'm doing it constantly and it's still not working. And I feel like Max at this point, she needs a person who understands and who understands body and how the body functions. And I feel like at this point, and I, I know I've gotten here where I've done so many things and then I go, you know what, I'm just going to throw anything at the wall and see if it sticks because mm -hmm. I've, I've done so many things. I'm going to go out of my comfort zone and I'm going to try this weird, different thing that I've never thought would, 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 you know, mm -hmm. be something that I would do. And it's not on any of the worksheets because I, I'm getting desperate and I'm, I'm in pain and I, I need somebody to see it. And I feel like she reaches out to Lucy um after doing once again she's very much a researcher so when you go down the rabbit hole of um sexual trauma and you start reading articles you start to understand and discover kink um 
And kink isn't necessarily um, correlated with trauma. There's a big um, discussion in the kink community whether those two should be mutually exclusive. Um, but some people believe that kink does come from trauma. And um, some people believe that it is completely, it exists on its own. Um, and so this film kind of looks at the the, mm. the collision of those two worlds. Mm -hmm. And so through her research, she finds out about kink and she's, she's thinking, wow, this is something I've never tried before. This is something that may be able to help. This is very, very body focused. You know what? I'm at a point, I'm just gonna do it because I've exhausted everything else. I'm just gonna do this. Um, because I, I need to I need to heal at this point. I really want to move on with my life. Uh, and she hires Lucy in order to basically recreate the scene in a controlled environment, mm. which is something that happens in the in the in the kink community where there is a sense of control over the trauma that happened to you. And mm -hmm. it and it and it it causes your brain to basically view that event a little bit differently because now you're in a state where you are in control. And um, we see this with people repeating patterns in their relationships. Um, a lot of people who have traumatic childhoods or um, tra traumatic uh, dynamics with family will get into relationships that mimic that dynamic mm -hmm. in order to possibly change the outcome. Um, which is wonderful and and so interesting that the brain does that, where it's like, I'm gonna put us in this traumatic situation because this time, this time we're gonna have control over it. Um, and so Max does this with Lucy and she, she says, I'm gonna be in control of this. I'm going to take this concept that I've read about. I'm gonna apply it to my life. I'm gonna be in control. I'm gonna recreate the event and then I'm gonna finally move through it doesn't work like that sometimes and <laughs> it doesn't work like that for Max um and we realize very quickly at the crux of the film that her intentions her her wants for, from this experience are are actually based on shame for her so she instead of trying to let go and understand she's trying to figure out where she went wrong in that situation <sighs> rather than sit in that let somebody else help less let go of a little bit of control and feel safe and move through it we find out that she's actually using this experience to figure out if she could have done something differently if she could have changed the outcome if in that moment she could have said no a little bit louder or wait a little bit louder and that causes her to become incredibly triggered and it causes Lucy to say, whoa, this is not what we talked about. There, I, I think that going into this, you had a very, very clear intention, but you didn't do anything wrong. The purpose of this is not to figure out how you could have been better or handled the situation because it's not your fault and you didn't do anything wrong. Which is incredibly interesting and very, very complex and I'm, I'm talking through it so, so much so, but I, I the film does it way better than I do, um, <laughs> which is why it's a film and not a, a spoken piece. Um, but um, but yeah, so it's 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 kind of um, she realizes that as she goes into it that she, that what she really needs to release is is the shame, and right? She really needs to release the idea that she could have prevented it because. Mm -hmm. You can't, you can't prevent these things. You can't, no matter the research that you do, no matter the books that you read, no matter how much you know a person, 
there is no way to predict something like this happening. And if it happens to you, it is not your fault. And there is nothing that you could have done in that situation to get out mm -hmm. of it. And once we can let go of that narrative of, I should have done something, I could have stopped this, then mm -hmm. we can begin to heal and say, no, I, I am a victim. It is not my fault. Where do we go from, from here? Mm -hmm. And that is the second half of the film of Lucy being like, okay, I'm here. How can I help you mm -hmm. move through this? And Max has no idea. <laughs> He's like, I have no idea. I'm a mess. I don't know what I'm doing. I thought this would work. It's not working. What did I do wrong? Mm -hmm. And Lucy's like, let's just take a second. Have we considered thinking about things that might feel good? And Max is like, that is not on my on my list. <laughs> That's not on my list of things that I need to do is to feel good. Um, and so Lucy basically mm -hmm. gives her a different way to move through, which is, why don't we focus on you? Why don't we why don't we let this why don't we let this event kind of sit on the shelf for one second? Let's like mm -hmm. we've acknowledged it, we understand it. What feels good? What feels good? What excites you? What 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 is something that sexually is pleasurable to you now in this new body rather than trying to go back in time and fix it through these mm -hmm. ways let's just be here let's just be here let's mm -hmm. look at where we are and let me help you because i'm a safe person mm -hmm. you hired me to be here i want to be here let's mm -hmm. navigate this weird place together mm -hmm. and so they do and it ends up being this lovely um ending of you know sexual liberation and mm -hmm. awakening um of Max mm -hmm. finally moving through and letting herself let go of the shame, mm -hmm. let go of the judgment, let go of the control and just be in her body for once after so long of not being in her body. Yeah, no, just so much, like just as so we're much. talking and as you're speaking, I'm like, oh my goodness gracious. And when you just think about too, the construct of control, yeah. right? Yeah. And, um, how she tried to explore that. It's just, it's a really fascinating take that I, I'd never considered before, as I imagine a lot of people have not, and what an incredible different lens to look at all of this through. So next question for you is, as a comedian, you mm -hmm. use comedy to approach subjects that are often mm, taboo to talk about. Mm -hmm. And in doing so, comedy Absolutely. makes conversation much more comfortable. Absolutely question for you is given the gravity mm -hmm. of the topic mm -hmm. was it difficult at all to incorporate humor with a storyline about sexual trauma 100 i think that as a trauma survivor myself i know that i mean i can only write what i know i can only write the way in which i communicate we talked about this last time on my interview where it's like it's not for me when i write a script like this i don't think it's going to be funny ever. I never go into writing about these really, really heavy topics. And I think, you know, but I'm going to make it funny. Like it's never at the top right. of my head. It's just the way in which for me, I feel comfortable entering into that conversation with myself. And it's the way that I feel comfortable discussing those topics with a little bit of levity. Um, because there has to be for me personally. And I know mm -hmm. that, you know, for a lot of trauma survivors, humor is a wonderful way to be able to finally address these really heavy topics that, that don't immediately bring yourself down back into that experience that can be incredibly triggering. Um, and so for me, writing this with comedy was 
basically the easiest thing I've ever done. I was like, I was like, I mean, this is exactly the way in which I know I would go into this situation. Mm -hmm. This is the way in which, uh, you know, it's, it's an uncomfortable situation when you think about it. it is you're meeting a stranger for the first time. You're having a unique new sexual experience. I don't know about you, but every unique new sexual experience that I've had is always a little bit <laughs> awkward. There's heads bumping, there's, you know, and it's it's funny. It's that novel new, two, mm. two new bodies are touching. This is funny and weird. We don't know how to, we don't know how our bodies work yet. Like this is fun mm. and exciting. And there's that awkward kind of intensity around that, that I think give it to me really kind of like highlights and expands. Um, so, in regards to you know trying to make it make it funny it, it it's two people it's two people who are in a very very new novel experience being mm -hmm. vulnerable human beings together and there is humor in that and there has to be humor in that um and i find that you know for me personally and i i think give it to me does a good job of this is i find that for audiences um if you start with getting them to laugh or you start with humor it allows them to open up and be a little bit more vulnerable and open to hearing what you're going to say next mm -hmm. and um i find that that's that's where the humor and give it to me lies is in the beginning where it's like mm -hmm. this is so wacky this is so silly what is going on these two mm -hmm. people are are just two little weirdos trying to figure something out i'm a weirdo i'm trying to figure things out and i, I have no idea what the heck i'm doing and you know after Max and Lucy kind of, you know, have that awkward interaction and there is like some laughing and there is some giggling, then the vulnerable bits start coming out because mm -hmm. there's a sense of connection that comes from joking and laughing. And mm -hmm. that's kind of also the relationship that the audience is going to have um, is I'm laughing and joking with this movie. I'm, 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 I'm here, I'm present. Mm -hmm. I'm giggling, I'm looking to the person next to me and it's kind of funny and it's weird. And then we start to talk about it. Right. And right. we get into the meat of it. And I find that for me, that's just the easiest way to approach these topics is <laughs> to, to have a little bit of lightness around it, to have a little bit of, you know, as a, once again, as a trauma survivor myself, and um, it's, it's, it's difficult to just stay in the heavy and the dark all the time. Mm -hmm. It's exhausting. It's tiring. And I feel like Max is at that point where she's like, I am tired of just sitting in this place that is sad and, and, and depressing and traumatic. And I'm here with a new person and it's silly. And I can finally just let myself mm -hmm. Be silly and 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 make mistakes and say things that are a little bit off the wall. And I think because of that, towards the end, Max feels really comfortable opening up to Lucy and saying, you know, like, this is what's actually going on. And like, I've mm -hmm. been feeling these these ways. And um, yeah, and I feel like it's it's for me, it's a natural progression. Right. It's just the way that I naturally work is, you mm -hmm. know, we got to laugh a little bit before we get into the heart of it. We got to mm -hmm. warm everybody up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. We're all on the same page. We all giggle. We all laugh. We're feeling open. And now let's have a, let's have a discussion. Right. And I find that that is 
also just the way that life is. Um, mm -hmm. You know, when I know when I'm talking about my own personal traumas, I, I mean, <laughs> you know me, yes. using my TikToks, it's like we gotta, we gotta, we gotta laugh, mm -hmm. we gotta relate to one another, we gotta mm -hmm. say that is so funny. But also there is something in there and, and mm -hmm. is there time to discuss that? And is there a space to discuss that? And I think Give It To Me is that space um, mm -hmm. to have those discussions after <sighs> feeling a little light about it. <laughs> right. Feeling a little lighter about it. Um, so, yeah. Well, it's, um, and again, I, I love the way that, you know, of, of all the tools that one has in their toolbox that of comedy like you just own that and you just rock that tool so well and um so I'm Thank so you. excited will you just make this film already because I really want to see this it's um, coming it's coming so soon it's coming so soon um so soon you know so while you wrote the script mm -hmm. um so you're a writer mm -hmm. as an actor though mm -hmm. Was it a difficult role for you to play? Were there challenges that you found in, in all of this? So it's it's really funny that you mentioned that because um, we're, we're heading into it. Um, we're shooting on the 23rd and 24th and I've been in writer brain for so long and um, producing brain because um, a lot of this film is self-financed. So it's a lot of like getting everybody together and um, trying to get everybody on the same page and, you know, fundraising for indie films is wackadoo thing and we will talk about that another time but we are gonna change it because <laughs> <Yes, laughs> it's madness sure. um and now that we're getting closer to the shoot dates i'm starting to kind of take take a step back and starting to like honor my process as an actor and saying you know i don't want to see the shot list i don't want to see this i don't want to see this because i i i do want to live in it now i want to start feeling mm. like max i want to start transitioning over and not thinking about well, the camera has to be here and we've got to get these lights here and we got to make sure that, you know, the food arrives on time. You know, I work in production. So it's like those, that production part of my brain, I'm starting to kind of turn off a little bit and start to turn on the more creative, actory feeling kind of side of my brain. And, and it's a very weird transition. But once again, as we talk about control, I have to trust the people that have come together and are donating their time and their creativity to my project. And I just have to trust that and let go. Mm -hmm. And they make it easy. I'm saying that like I'm having a real struggle. Um, I'm not at all. I, I, my, my crew, I'd like to take a little minute to shout out my crew. Oh, please do, please do. <laughs> um, we, we have just the most wonderful group of humans that are donating their time um, to this film because they believe in it. And to me, what's also so special about this film is I get to create a very safe community for queer and trans artists to basically shine and do what they're best at. And um, a lot of, we just cast Lucy yesterday and I know, so exciting. We go into <laughs> rehearsal soon. Um, and it's amazing because um, she's, she's also queer and I, a dream of mine is I get to write a queer role for a queer actor and that doesn't happen in the industry a lot. Mm -hmm. And so it is, I'm creating that space and I get to, and people trust me enough to create a space where they can feel comfortable being fully authentically themselves. Mm -hmm. And 
because they're donating their time, I'm like, take the creative freedom, do what you want. You know, I love, I love these people. I've seen their work. They're amazing. Mm -hmm. And now I get to create just like this little, little safe haven where they get to let their silly little brains just like go all over the place. And Mm -hmm. it's beautiful and collaborative and it's everything that I think film should be. And sometimes it is like this and that's the magic of filmmaking um, is it really is a little community. You feel like you're going to summer camp with all your friends. <laughs> um, and so it's, it's, it's just so lovely. And I'm, I'm just overjoyed and so grateful for everybody who's hopping on because the enthusiasm mm. and the excitement. And I'm like, for this, for what I wrote, for what little old me has written. And they're like, absolutely. Like, I want to do this and do this and do this. And it's just, it's a testament to Mm-hmm. how many wonderful people I have in my community and leaning mm-hmm. on my community, which is primarily a very queer community and mm-hmm. like putting us in a space that usually isn't thought of for my people mm-hmm. to be in. And it's not, you know, I've been on a lot of film sets and that it usually can be a place that, you know, doesn't emphasize empathy and connection mm-hmm. and community it's very money 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 time 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 and I get okay. to be like no this is a breathing living piece of art and we're gonna treat mm-hmm. it like that we're gonna mm-hmm. sit in that and we're, we're gonna have time for that so wow yeah. that That's is <laughs> it's incredible it is incredible um yeah. yeah you know so so I suppose that's going to make you know playing this role and being Max all the easier more comfortable just knowing that the people who are there and who are part of it are there and part of it for the right reasons and in complete alignment with your vision um so that's it's 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 lovely it's 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 funny because um once again we were talking like i've been in production brain for so long and now i get to switch over to actor brain and because everybody is so fantastic and i feel so held um by everybody i feel like it's going to be i really feel like it might be the easiest thing i've ever done (laughs) i'm like you know i'm like starting to get performance anxiety and then i remember like i'm behind the camera are going to be all faces of people who just really love accept and are here for me and to encourage this story mm-hmm. but at the end of the day it's not it's really not about me it's not about anybody it's about the story that we're all telling together and mm-hmm. I feel like it's going to make my job as an actor a walk in the park like I'm I'm just excited because I get to I get to also discover new things in performance and mm-hmm. um, our director Courtney Hope um, Therond is just the most incredibly hands-on, lovely director. And I just know that she's gonna mold this and help me find these beautiful moments that I know the script is capable of having. Mm -hmm. Um, And so a lot, now we just leave it up to faith. (laughs) We just, we get into the space and we see what happens. And to me, that is so exciting. And I'm once again, taking my foot off of control. I'm like, (laughs) I'm gonna let it be silly and funny and messy. and just let whatever happens happen with my people mm-hmm. who I trust. Um, so yeah, I'm very, very, very excited to step into Max and I'm really excited to live in her brain because she's she's just so interesting and and, right. uh, and I already love her so much. And, you know, I, I, I'm excited to bring her to life and, and you know, do, do justice to her. 
Mm -hmm. I wish you could like feel how my cheeks are hurting, like smiling (laughs) for you and just excited for you in this project. Like they're literally like cramping, I think right now. Oh, Um, don't, don't even, because I will cry because I've been crying every single day about this. I'm like, these people, it's horrible. I'm like, get it together, Olivia Cade. Oh God, we cannot be sobbing all through the day, but I'm like, hey, my friends. (laughs) oh my gosh it is it it is amazing and so I just to bear witness to what you are witnessing and what you're producing and in in the why and the how of it it's um just an incredible project yeah um amazing you know so so let's let's close on this note um for those who are recovering from Mm -hmm. a trauma of their own um again being a survivor yourself Mm -hmm. what advice would you have what there's so much that there's could so be, much but if, but if there was there's one so thing, much there's one thing you could say yeah. for someone like you're saying like max yeah. who's just like man i've tried everything i've done everything what is one little piece of hope piece of advice you would you would like to share i would say let let yourself feel all of it let yourself be angry, let yourself be upset, let yourself pity yourself, let yourself be just forlorn, let any of it, anything that might come from it, do not place judgment on it. Mm -hmm. Just let it happen because that event happened, but you do not have to allow it. You You do not have to allow that event to make you feel terrible to this day because you're not feeling correctly about that event. Mm -hmm. I would say accept every stage of grief that you may have and accept that it's not going to be linear and it's it's gonna be there for a while and that's not because you're doing anything wrong. That's not because you're not healing correctly. This film is also about not giving into that idea of healing correctly because that's frankly bullshit and you can heal any way that you please it's your body it's you know what you need nobody else can tell you and and i think that's the core of it it is your body it is your trauma and it is your healing process and do not let anybody judge you tell you that you're doing it incorrectly and don't let yourself tell you that you're doing it incorrectly or not fast enough or not good enough or you know don't don't become perfect with the healing process it is messy and it is ugly and it is horrible sometimes but we get those moments where once we accept ourselves in every single stage of processing that trauma and sometimes we do those stages back to back to back and sometimes it's this stage and this stage and this stage let it be let it be what it is you're not going to be able to predict you're not going to be able to completely shift because it is living in your body and it's going to happen when it happens and things are going to trigger you that you didn't think were and that's okay there's nothing wrong with being triggered by something that you you didn't predict yet and that's okay because it's you it's you and and however you choose to move through that is your choice and it can take as long as you want and it probably will and that is okay I think the main thing is just acceptance because when we accept ourselves, 
then we then shame can't get in there shame shame wants to put you in a little corner shame wants to put you alone and keep you without connection and say you are bad you are horrible and you deserve all these things but when you accept yourself and you accept how you're feeling shame really doesn't have anywhere to go mm-hmm. <laughs> shame can't find a way in and we don't want shame we don't want it we don't need it it is not helpful in this regard it is not get it out of there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It is okay <laughs> to feel and be however you are on any given day. And there's no right way to do it. I love it. I love that you, I mean, in essence, you're saying there is no space for leave, allow no space for shame. Right? Allow no space, but it will try. It will try so hard. <laughs> it will try. And you, we say no. <laughs> wow. 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 Uh, Olivia is so excited about this project. Um, so proud of you for rocking it like you are. Cheeks Yay. still sore from just <laughs> smiling about all of this yeah. and um, how incredible to take something that's so dark and so heavy and to be able to bring it to a safe space yeah. and with some levity, with some humor to say, yeah. it's okay. And okay. let's let's explore this together. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, exactly. thank you for just for bringing yourself to to the to us yeah. and um, for helping all of us just become a bit more aware now. Thank you so much, Olivia. Thank you so much, Ali. Tune into our podcast, subscribe to our magazine, find us and join us online. Visit I am aware now dot com. We will no longer wait for permission to change the world. Together, we are aware now.